You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Cheers, Shay. Are you interested in traveling? Are you a solo female traveler who likes some tips and inspiration? Or what about travel adventure? Well, welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and that is what I want to do for you, is take you on the road with me from the comfort of your chair or bike or car or wherever you may be. And we're going to start with my 30,000-mile road trip to Africa way back in 1993. So before the internet, Google Maps and cell phones, when traveling really meant you're traveling on your own. <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's hit the road. Welcome to episode eight. Woohoo! And on today's episode, we are going to the beautiful country of Jordan and we'll be going to in Amman, Petra, Jarash, the Dead Sea, and the Jordan Valley. Valley, sorry. It's <laughs> not value, valley. <laughs> so, so far, we have covered uh, 5,300 miles of our my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town and then back up to Nairobi and Jordan is our country number seven on this trip uh, but before we go uh, crack on with the rest of the trip let's have a little part of the podcast journey that you're on with me first of all episode eight is a bit of a milestone <laughs> believe it or not because apparently there's about a million podcasts on Apple which is like the main podcast place uh, and only about half a million are still active. So I guess people get what's called pod fade at episode seven. So it's a, a pretty, I've, met, I've passed that. I passed the pod fade. <laughs> and also I want to do my top five countries for where my listeners are. So I just want to thank all my listeners so much for listening. So the top five are Canada. Thank you, Canucks. Number one, Number two is USA. Cheers down there, my southern neighbor. <laughs> I hope uh, things are going okay for you down there. And uh, number three, it is UK, my second home. So thank you, Brits. And we have a tie at four this week between Ireland and France. So thank you. And uh, so then Germany is right there, one behind you guys. So danke. Okay, and then my review for the week is from Delris, and she's five stars, and she says, Fascinating. I've always been marveled by those who have traveled the world. So many great stories to share. Glad I found this podcast. Thank you very much, Delris, and I'm glad you found me too. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to let you all know the website is coming along, so you can always get more info. Uh, over there at manyroadstravel.com as well as if you'd like to buy me a coffee or a beer you can do that too and support the podcast so I can keep it ad free as long as possible. Okay now let's crack on with Jordan. So we've been on the road almost seven weeks I think this is day 45 and we had 
so we is my friend Casey. So he's the guy I left with, and we traveled together for a few months before he bailed on me. <laughs> More of that later. <laughs> so yeah, it's day forty-five. We got into uh, Amman from Damascus, and we got to Amman, the capital of Jordan, uh, at, at night. So we we just it was uh, it was a pretty very long few days, and uh, I also had a. Not a very nice taxi ride from Syria to um, Jordan with my taxi driver who, let's just say, had very sleazy wandering hands and I was in the front seat. Anywho, yeah, so got to the two of them on that night and decided to splash out on a $15 a night posh hotel, which actually had a shower and a bathroom. Showers are very rare commodity for us back then. Uh, just to recap, if you're new, this is your first uh, episode you've listened to. I would suggest starting from the first episode, the intro, to get a backstory so you can come along the whole trip with us. Yeah, but uh, showers, I think I average about three every day, the most. Okay, so the next morning we woke up and of course it's a Friday and in Muslim countries, Fridays are like their holidays, like our Sundays, okay. our Christian Sundays. So, of course, the banks were closed because, remember, this is back in 1993, March 93, and uh, there was, you know, no internet, no digital cameras, and definitely no ATMs <laughs> back then. So, you had the banks or the post offices usually change money. But on Fridays, like I said, uh, Muslim countries, they're closed. So, as we're looking for, you know, another place we could change money, we met this really nice Jordanian man called Ahmed. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll help you to, to change money. We're like, awesome. So it is uh, 1.20 Jordan dinars back then to the dollar, American dollar. And now it's 1.4 Jordan dinars to American dollar. Okay, just so you have a rough idea. So it really hasn't changed too much in like 27 years, which is a little crazy. So after we got our money, Ahmad uh, suggested to us, well, why don't I take you on like a day tour? We can go to the Dead Sea, Mount Nebo, Beth, is it called Bethany, beyond the Jordan, and some hot springs. We're like, that sounds awesome. And he's only going to charge us 20 Jordanian dinars. I'll just call them JD from now on, which, super. Okay, cool. So we headed out to the Dead Sea, which is about 45 minutes from Amman. And wow. So literally, we were at the lowest point of our trip. <laughs> Because the Dead Sea is the lowest point on Earth. It's about 431 meters below sea level. And it's 34% salinity. And the Jordan River like ends in the Dead Sea. So it the, the river water basically evaporates and it just leaves, back, uh, leaves behind lots of salt and minerals. So hence why the Dead Sea is so saline. Saline? <laughs> High, has a high salinity rate. Uh, and then also, of course, the Dead Sea mud is like infamous around the world because of this rich content of minerals. So when you walk around, there's like just buckets of uh, mud kind of all around that area. So you just slather yourself up and kind of bake out in the sun and let that dry and then you go in the water. Well, of course, I gave myself the challenge <laughs> to see if I could put my head under the water, like actually, you know, dive down. Okay, do not, do not do that. Oh my gosh, my eyes burned. <laughs> like Even when I had them, obviously I had them closed, but didn't matter. And you can't do it anyways. <laughs> 
they're literally, I mean, you could sit reading a newspaper lying flat out. It's like you're on an air mattress. That's how high above you are. It's amazing. Like, I just remember just think, this is so cool. And of course, like, the Dead Sea, like, kind of in the middle of the Dead Sea. So half it's Israeli and half of it's Jordanian. So you can see Israel right there, too. Uh, yeah, so we spent a couple, oh, probably about an hour or so in there. Um, yeah, I, it was a very cool feeling. And then you have a shower afterwards and try and wash off the salt, which I probably washed off half. <laughs> sticks to you man and i'm not sure how we found out about it, but we decided so we asked them out we're like can we uh go to Jarash instead of mount nebo and he was like sure whatever you like so but we did pass like mount nebo so mount nebo is very close by it's like 15 minutes or something like that but that is where moses looked out to the promised land you know, so the story goes. And uh, you can see, like, uh, Jericho and Jerusalem and Jerash all from this this mountaintop. And if you wanted to go now, it's only one Jordanian dinar. But that's also where uh, Bethany beyond the Jordan. And that is where, apparently, John the Baptist baptized Jesus. So if you wanted to go to, you know, these days, it's uh, 12, 12 JD. Uh, so we, we, yeah, we're just like, we'd rather go to Jarash. So we did, like I said, pass through the, it was about an hour drive from the Dead Sea to Jarash. We did drive through the Jordan Valley and we did stop and I took a photo because for my great grandmother, my Nana, because her last name was Jordan. So I remember going, okay, Nana, this one's for you <laughs> of the Jordan Valley. But it's beautiful. Anyway, so we got to Drash, like the expect, like no idea what to expect. Again, you know, before you Google and research stuff, but like when we went, we just didn't have a clue. <laughs> it was a bit like Syria. We no idea what to expect. But I quite like that because it's, you kind of have no expectations. So it's very much harder to be disappointed when you have no expectations <laughs> rather than you know, when you have high expectations, it's like when someone says, you know, oh, you got to see this movie. It's brilliant. You just hear that over and over and then you watch and you're like, mm, yeah, it's okay. Anyways, we got to Jarash and Jarash is <clears throat> apparently like one of the oldest continuously inhabited cities in the world. And they found evidence that Neolithic from the Neolithic era. So that was like 7,500 BC. That's almost 10,000 years ago. People lived there. That's crazy. <laughs> but the old, the, the, I think it's got the ruins of uh, Jarash now. It's in the middle of the actual town, Jarash. And it was only discovered about 130-ish years ago. And they reckon still a lot of it is still buried under, like, under modern-day Jarash. And it's now part of a UNESCO, I think it's part of, uh, yeah, I think it might be part of UNESCO. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. Wow. It, it was incredible. Like, it was incredible. It's a whole ancient Roman city, it, pretty much intact. <laughs> and the, the Romans era, era took over in 64 BC, like, conquest that area. And that's when they, they built this, the town Jarash, the ancient town. And it was a very, very popular place because it was on, uh, like the big, you know, big trading routes between Arabia, Damascus, and Cairo. And yeah, so it was a very famous city back then. 
uh, and then I guess the 12th, 13th century, it kind of, the old, the old part of it, uh, got abandoned and that's when it got buried through the centuries. So you, when you get there, you, you come up and there, and it's like, it's called the Hadrian's Arch. And that's the kind of the end, or the, I think it's the South Gate uh, entrance. And it, I mean, just that it is beautiful. It's huge. And then you come in and then you walk up and then there's, um, there's the hippodrome, the hippodrome, which it used to be able to seat 15,000 people. So it's this huge kind of amphitheater. And then you come along to the South Gate and then, and you come, you have to, there's a guy there and he opens the gate for you. They didn't have that in my time. I just looked it up now and that's what's there. Or they might have, I just don't remember. Um, and you come to the forum, which is this, uh, it's like an oval shaped plaza, which is lined with many columns. And then when from there, you can either go left or you go right. And we end up going left. And then we've kind of walked around the whole complex. It's, it's really big, actually. You probably need three to four hours there. So you walk around the whole complex. And then we climbed uh, to, to the Zeus temple, which is mostly destroyed. But the view is amazing of the whole uh, old trash city. It's just crazy because you have all the new trash right around it. Like you literally, it's in the middle of the uh, new city. Uh, and then you come along to the South Theater, and that used to be able to seat 2,000 people. And it, it's just amazing how intact it is. And when you're at the South Theater, you could go to, like, so there's, I don't know, probably, I don't know, three or four feet circumference, like the middle of the, the bottom of the theater where they used to perform. And the acoustics are amazing. Like, you can actually hear the difference from when you, like, try and, shout or talk or sing or whatever and then you stop you step like three feet to the side the amplification of the acoustics in the very center still works it's like having a microphone it's crazy like 2000 years old and it's still perfect and then you come out of the south theater and you go to the the main street which is called cardo maximus which is the main street and then that's all lined with uh, columns and really beautiful uh, architecture and designs. And you can even still see the chariot ruts in the, like the stones on the street. So you're just walking <laughs> along where these Roman chariots rode and gladiators. And, and yeah, it was crazy. And like, I mean, I thought Acropolis was a pretty amazing because it is. Jirash it's like a hundred times bigger and more amazing because it is literally the old city preserved almost perfectly. And it's about the same age. And I never heard of it. Like, I mean, even now when I, I've hardly ever, ever heard of other people talking about Jarash Jordan. So back then it was definitely a, a, a little hidden secret. And we were the only one, me and Casey were the only ones there in the whole place. <laughs> so I love that. And then we were walking along the, the main street uh, Cardo Maximus. And there's also, it's called the cathedral, but that was like their water fountain. And I stumbled across this, like, this bath, which apparently was one of the queen's baths. Like, <laughs> so of course I got in, <laughs> took a picture. <laughs> and then there's also the Artemis temple, which is that again, it's surrounded by, um, these, uh, tall Corinthian columns, and 11 out of the 12 columns are still standing. And now a quick sponsor break. So the number one reason I use this website to book most of my accommodations when I travel around the world is because 
they often offer a 24 to 48 hour free cancellation fee, plus they are a price comparison site. So you get the cheapest price possible. So head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking, and you'll also be helping support the show. So I thank you for that. Okay, now back to the show. One last reminder, if you wanna save yourself money on your accommodation and get the free 24 to 48 cancellation fees on most bookings, then please head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking. Okay, back to the show. And there's also uh, a prison there with underground passages, like it's, it, like it's the whole city. And you can even see the their sewage system too. It was pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, we stayed there about three hours. And then um, on the way home, Ahmad asked us if we would like to come to his family's house for dinner. So of course we said yes. <laughs> Free food, of course. Uh, so yeah, so we went there and um, it, it was just outside of uh, Amman. And his family was very, very nice. And you know, we're sitting on the floor like a Muslim's. And in, in India, actually, as well. Yeah, you sit on the floor and eat. So it's like they have a, a special, like, kind of rug-ish kind of thing. It's put in there, and then all the all the food goes down on the floor, and you just, it's communal eating, which is great. I love it. And you eat with your hands, and away you go. So we were, you know, chatting with the kids and waiting for it. And then <laughs> I guess this, again, really super, not like, special meal that because we were guests in their home that the mother had cooked. So she comes out with this massive platter and it was a goat's head with the eyeballs and fur still on it. And the, the top of its head had been cut off and inside was rice and the brains in the goat's, cooked in the goat's intestines inside the goat's head, roasted. Now I haven't eaten meat, red meat, since I was 19. So that, at that point it was four years I hadn't eaten red meat. But I knew that this was a really big honor. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to try that. Like, I have to try this because it's really rude not to. I mean, she's gone to this effort and I can't, you know, they didn't speak much English. I'm, um, I'm not dead, but it's just rude to just refuse food, right? So I took a teaspoon, like literally a teaspoon. And, and of course, and also another thing is they will wait for you to have, like, eat first. They won't eat. So everyone's watching you as well. <laughs> so I took this little teaspoon of rice braids and intestines from the goat's head. The goat's, he's still staring at me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ate it. Uh, and that was it. One teaspoon was enough for me. Casey loved it. He dug right in. <laughs> Luckily, she had some cheese and bread. It's these really uh, nice like honey uh, honeycomb dessert things. Uh, but well, we had a lovely time. And that was the first and only time I've ever been given a goat's head for dinner, for sure. Uh, yeah, so we got back to Amman. We did change uh, hotels to get it to a cheaper one. <laughs> 15 bucks, way too much. So we found it half the price. And then we got, so day 46, so day two in Jordan, we decided to uh, head out to Petra. And that was only about two Jordanian dollars. Just got a public minibus out there. And it was about three and a half hours. They dropped us off outside this cheap hotel. So we threw our bags in. It was about 2.45 p.m. And we decided, let's just try and get to Petra today because we are so close to Africa. 
<laughs> it's like I said, been almost seven weeks. And we just so want to get to Africa. So we hitched back into the city center, decided, okay, well, and they offered horses. Like you go to see Petra on horses. So we're like, okay, that'll be faster than walking. Because I can't remember what time it closed back then, maybe five. Because it was in the winter. So in the daytime, or sorry, in the summertime, they stay open later. But so we get these horses. I and it was only like one Jordanian dinar to go to Petra, and it was four and a half each for the ho- a horse, like a horse each. So I had this like rugged white little horse. <laughs> He's friendly, and so we get going. And then of course it's like the owners walk the horse in front of you. So we're like, okay, this is great. <laughs> This is not going to be any faster, but it was kind of cool. So it's about half a kilometer to the Seek from where we got the horses. And then the Seek is like a kilometer to the opening. Well, the Seek is a, is a, a narrow, very narrow gorge between the mountains. And it kind of, you know, goes, it's, you know, goes around corners and stuff like that. So you, it feels like you're walking into a mountain pretty much. And for a kilometer, so it's quite a ways. So if you're claustrophobic, it's not too bad. Like there's wider parts, but there are some pretty narrow parts. Anyways, you finally come to the entrance and get ready to have your mind blown. Because that's where the infamous, when you think of Petra, this is what you think of, the, the uh, treasury. And it's this 40 meter, like half carved in, half built in the mountain. Like, so reddish mountains. Oh my God. It's so crazily beautiful <laughs> you're just like what and it's again yeah two thousand years old and i just thought i was on a movie set it just didn't seem real at all and funnily enough this is where if you've seen indiana jones in the temple of doom well that was the temple of doom <laughs> so when they're riding on horseback and like halt in front of the, the opening that is petra the, the treasury Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And then, so we went inside and it was very cavernous and dark and, but there was like, pretty sure there's paintings on the wall and some like old pottery that they put there. And then there was another door that went further back, but that was like locked to the public. And then we got back on a horse and when you go, I think it's around the right side, uh, through the seek and then you, by the end of the seek, it literally just opens up into this really, really big valley. And literally, you can't, I think that's what's called Little Petra. Well, it's a whole village carved out of the mountains, the sandstone mountains, like a whole village. <laughs> I just remember, kept remember thinking, like, how did they do this? Like 2000 years ago, like what tools did they have? It was really mind blowing. And then also around the treasury, there's also tombs all kind of, around or yeah around it really and then there's also it's called the street of facade and that that's where the royal tombs were so i guess where the royals were buried but wow also you can go up to it's called kupta trail so you so there's two places like there's one trail that they'll like the guides and things will try and take you but don't go to that one try and find cook to trail so you go up like hundreds and hundreds of steps so it's a good workout <laughs> but the view is amazing so because you're looking down on the treasury so you have a bird's eye view be very careful there's no guardrails or anything like that but if you want like great photos or just amazing bird's eye view definitely go up there which we did do that too and then but it was like getting close to close 
So we get back on down, get back on our horses. And we kind of, I was ahead of Casey. And then we, you know, remember we still got the owners, like, you know, walking us through holding the reins. Well, we got almost through the seek. My horse obviously was like, okay, that's a wrap. My day is done. And he just took off. <laughs> So then I felt like Indiana Jones because I could, I was pulling back the reins as hard as I could. He was having none of it. So we are literally galloping and there is a lot of people around. And like I said, we're still in the lit, like the last bit of the seat. So I'm just yelling, get out of the way, get out of the way. There's like horses with carts and everything. And my horse just had a mind of his own and he was, we we're just galloping away. We came to one point where he had to stop because there was a horse and that cart in front of him. So he stopped, got past him, and took off again. <laughs> Casey was trying to catch me. And his horse would not go above a trot. Like, <laughs> but walk, trot, walk. Yeah. So I was like way, way ahead of him. We finally got to like the horse's pasture where we got, we rented the horses. And he just like skidded on the brakes. It's like, okay, I'm home, dinner time. <laughs> Of course, the guy, like, who, like, he started kind of having to go at me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I was trying to pull the reins as hard as I possibly could, but he knew his, you know, his shift was over. <laughs> but it was an incredible feeling, like, you know, wind through my hair. And honestly, I felt like I was Indiana Jones. <laughs> so finally, Casey got there, joined me, um, and we met, we met back to our hotel because we really hadn't even seen that. It was more like a hostel. And that was probably the first hostel we'd stayed in in this whole trip because it's the first one we we found because we didn't have a guidebook for Europe or Middle East or so it was whatever we could find. Oh, and it was so nice because there was other travelers there. Again, we hadn't met any other travelers since Marmaris, Turkey, which is probably like almost a month, definitely four weeks uh, prior. So there's a bunch of Kiwis there and Canadians. There's lots of people. It was just so nice because then Casey and I finally could get a break from each other <laughs> and just chat to other people. And yeah, we had dinner there. It was, yeah, it was lovely. Really nice. Okay. So yeah. So on day 47, we decided, okay, we're going to get up at six in the morning because uh, we wanted to get to Aqaba, Jordan. And we were on the minibus by 6.45. It took a few hours to get there. Uh, and then we got to the, went to the Egyptian embassy to get our Egyptian visa. We were a little bit concerned because we, we met the, uh, this Canadian guy, uh, the, the night before at the hostel. And he was like, he said, uh, oh, it's 80 bucks Canadian, uh, for an Egyptian visa. I, but he had bought it in, in the UK. So Casey and I were just a little bit worried because <laughs> it was 80 bucks. Anyway, got to the Egyptian uh, embassy about nine. By 10 o'clock, we left with smiles on our faces because it only cost us 22 bucks each. So that was a little bargain. And we managed to get to the port, get through customs, and get on the 12 o'clock noon ferry to Nueva, Egypt. Yes, that's right. Africa. <laughs> However, you're going to have to... Stay tuned till next Thursday's episode to hear about this uh, Sinai, Egypt, that we finally, finally made it after about almost seven weeks. Uh, yeah, seven weeks-ish. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. 
for Jordan would be nowadays, obviously with COVID, I had a look today. So today's September 2nd. And yeah, Jordan is closed to the, you know, outside people. However, the sites are open. If you live in Jordan, then you, you can go see the sites in Jordan now. Anyway, so for tip number one would be nowadays, like whenever COVID ever ends, then I would definitely recommend getting, it's called a Jordan Pass. And that gets you your visa and um, the price to see 40 different attractions, including Petra, Dead Sea, Dirac, for 70 uh, Jordanian dinars, which is a bargain because nowadays it's 40 JD just for the visa, and then it's 50 JD to go to Petra, 20 JD to go to the Dead Sea, uh, at, and 12 JD to see Jirash. And you can also get, if you did want to go to the, uh, beyond Bethany, uh, Bethany beyond the Jordan, you can also take a little, uh, box and you can get that for eight Jordan dinars instead of 12. So you'd save a lot of money. And how it works is you just go to the official website. So Google Jordan Pass and you have one year. Once you buy it, you have one year to use it up. And then once you arrive in Jordan, you have two weeks to to see everything basically, which is plenty of time. We were there for two days and saw a lot. So that would be tip number one. Tip number two, they now have at Petra, you could do, I mean, I'm not a fan of tours, but sometimes you have to take a tour because that's the only way you can experience things or see things sometimes. So they have these tours, which are Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. And it's two hours, and but you go at nighttime. And they put like 1,500 candles all around the treasury, which would be so cool to see, actually, especially like Starry Night. And they play music, and you, know, you get to walk around. And yeah, so I, I would check that out because uh, that would be pretty cool to see. And then tip number three, we were there during Ramadan. So Ramadan is uh, a month long. It's like the biggest Muslim holiday, I guess. It's like they fast. And um, so it's about a month. And it's usually, I think, in February or March. It, it changes every year. It uh, depends on the moon. So be uh, aware that not only are things closed like normal time, like Fridays, like banks and government offices and stuff like that, but also during Ramadan, they fast from... Um, I think it's five in the morning to six p.m. Um, so there are, will be we're in the Middle East the whole month of Ramadan, and you can still find restaurants and you eat stuff. But just be aware that <laughs> they're not eating all from. So they have their breakfast at six p.m. Okay, and also if you did want to go to Israel because it's right there, like especially from the Dead Sea, it's right there, then. I would definitely advise getting the Israeli stamp on a separate piece of paper, like not attached to your passport, because if you have that, you will not be allowed into most Muslim countries. So I would, yeah, definitely do that. And then for um, female travelers, I felt very safe there. Um, <clears throat> dress appropriately. So except obviously the Dead Sea. It's fine in your bikinis or bathing suits, obviously. Uh, but yeah, just kind of, again, like t-shirts, shorts, longs, uh, like longer shorts and uh, skirts are fine. I was just, I yeah, absolutely <laughs> love Jordan. Like I said, I didn't know what to expect. And I was super pleasantly surprised. And it's, inc I was just amazed that how I'd never even heard of Drash. Like everyone knew, has heard about the Acropolis. But um, I don't even know if I'd even heard of Petra. Like I'd seen Indiana Jones, obviously, but I'd never 
knew that's where it was. So I think we were on that trip. Um, but yeah, Jirash is incredible. So I would definitely highly recommend going to Jordan once you can. <laughs> okay, well, I think that is a wrap. And like I said, make sure you tune in next Thursday when we actually finally hit Africa. Okay, and like I said before, also, uh, yeah, head over to the website. There's going to be lots of uh, stuff on there, um, like more details about wherever I've been now, like on this trip, like more updated um, advice and travel tips and stuff like that, prices and stuff like that. So yeah, so head on over there, manyroadstravel.com and make sure you leave your reviews too, so I can give you a shout out. Okay, until next time, safe travels, one road at a time. <laughs>